Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to, we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda. A voice in the desert. Now, here's Crystal Heath. Heidi Ho, good neighbors. Happy Monday, one and all. Hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Appreciate your prayers. Last week, I wasn't feeling the greatest and not quite back to 100% yet, but definitely uh, headed in the right direction. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL, Experience Liberty Radio, coming to you live from Studio B at Liberty Baptist Church. We're located on Rainbow and Lake Mead Boulevard. If you'd like to join us for church, our next service will be Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Hope you and your family can be here. If you'd like to reach us, you can call 702-647-4522 or email radio at experienceliberty.com. All right, so we're going to have a little bit of a different guest segment today. Uh, it's going to be longer. It's going to be something you're probably not expecting. Kind of a little bit random, but uh, I enjoyed it. And I hope you will too. But first, I wanted to just talk briefly here for a few minutes about Liberty Strong, which was our conference last week. Excellent, excellent conference. I hope that you were able to be here and take part in the things that we learned uh, and the ways that we grew. As many of you know, I'm on church staff here. And last week, during right after, I think it was after the, the series had ended, uh, our boss, Pastor Matt, asked each of us on staff to share something that we learned from the week. And it was just really encouraging to hear different people share what they had learned. And it always fascinates me to see what stands out to different people. I mean, if if you ask people what most impacted them at an event like this, I think that it gives you a glimpse into their heart and their soul, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, where they're at. I'm serious. If you're willing to listen, it's amazing what you can learn about people based on the words that come out of their mouths. It's not rocket science. And I think it could be a great exercise for your family, too, especially if you have older kids uh, who were there last week sitting in the main sessions. Talk about it in your family devotions or, or even do it with sermons. That's what my dad always did on Sundays after church. We would go home, tradition, Sunday morning, go to church. Come home from church. Everyone participates in A, cleaning the house, or B, making lunch. There is no deviating from one of these two things. You will be involved, even if you are a guest. We're going to have eggs and bagels and home fries and fruit. That is going to be lunch on Sunday, every single Sunday at my house. And then we're going to sit around the table and we're going to discuss the sermon. And Dad would ask us questions and he would have hard questions, quote-unquote hard questions, for us older kids or things that he would think no one should know the answer to, even himself, and so he would ask them to you. Um, especially if he, if he, if he would use the, um, the doctor, if he would invoke doctor when he asked you a question, then you knew, oh, please, dad, can I have the three-year-old's question? I got that one, but, uh, really good at it. And I think that's one of the things that I, I most appreciate about my dad growing up. I didn't always appreciate it as a kid though. I was like, come on, I just want to watch the football game, but I appreciate that my dad did that. And that he took time to not just, you know, it's one thing to sit in church. It's another thing to sit in church. And he made us take notes, too. It's another thing to sit in church knowing that there's going to be a quiz that afternoon. But we never got in trouble, like, if we didn't know the answers. It was just a way to, to have a discussion about what we'd learned. Anyway, um, so I'm just saying, talk about these things with your kids and with your families. And then listen to their answers. They might surprise you. And they might just give you a glimpse into what they're going through in life right now that you, you may not have seen otherwise. You know, something stands out to them in a sermon that you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even hear that. Well, then think about, now why why would that have stood out to them right now in their life? Serious. Great exercise. Learn by listening. So anyway, for me, probably the most memorable moment of our Liberty Strong Conference last week 
was when our speaker, Pastor Ray McCormick, he shared about how he was behind this guy in line at a, gr- at a grocery store. And to make a, a long story short, it became apparent that the man wasn't going to be able to pay for everything he was going to buy. So he started taking things out of the cart and putting them aside that he wasn't going to be able to afford. Well, Pastor Ray felt convicted by this and believed that God wanted him to help out and pay for the man's bill, including all the things that he was setting aside. So he offered, and uh, it was an incredible blessing to the man who was extremely grateful and just couldn't say thank you enough. So Pastor Ray is all excited because he's got this guy who's all grateful, and he thinks he's prepared the ground perfectly. So he goes in, he's going to share the gospel with this guy, and this guy's going to get saved. Except as it turns out, the man is already a Christian. He's like, I know Jesus, and God's blessing me through you. Thank you so much. And that's great, right? We always want people to know Jesus. And even better if they know him when we're going to tell them. Because then they already know and they're already on their way to heaven. But this was not a great thing for Pastor Ray. He's standing there going, oh, well, what a waste that was. I just uh, spent money. And sure, physically the guy's going to be able to eat. But from an eternal perspective, I just accomplished nothing and I'm poorer because of it. But then, you know, the man leaves and he looks up at the cashier as he's ready to check out uh, his own groceries. And with tears in her eyes, she asked him why he would do that. See, Ray thought it was the man that he was supposed to help. But their interaction wasn't about that man at all. It was about that cashier. And he was able to share the gospel with her that night. And I believe he said she accepted Christ as her Savior. But the point is this. Sometimes it's so easy. We do what's right. We serve. We minister. We go out of our way to follow God's promptings. And then we don't see a return on that investment. We wonder if what we're doing is actually worthwhile or if it's all just a waste. And I think that's partially because we live in a now world. Everything is instant. Everything. Our food, our texts, even our fantasy football scores. We don't even have to watch the game and we can know how our fantasy team is doing. And we expect God to be the same way. We expect life and growth and impact to be the same way. But what we need to do is take a step back and remember that these things... None of these items, life is not like social media. Life is not like technology. No, life and growth and impact, each one is a process. Our lives and the lives that we impact are far more similar to a farmer than, say, a fantasy football manager. The farmer plants seeds, but he doesn't dig a hole, put a seed in it, take a step back, cross his arms, and stand there and wait for the plant to sprout up the next minute or even that day, or, or even that month, or possibly that year. And some things that he plants are going to require toil and sweat and tears to produce the tiniest bit of fruit. But that fruit will come if the soil is good and if it is taken care of. Other plants he'll, he'll spend very little effort on, but they will grow and grow and grow and grow and seem to take over his entire garden. But each will require time whether it's a little fruit or one that is seeming to to take over everything. See, nothing that we do in obedience to God's commands or promptings is ever wasted. We may not see how God is working or how he uses our obedience right now. We may not even see it in our lifetime. But God is at work. He always has been and he always will be. And I hope that that is an encouragement to you today. Today's show, by the way, is brought to you by Mario Giannini State Farm Insurance. Giannini State Farm offers insurance coverage for your home, auto, life, and banking needs. You can reach Mario's team at 702-982-3300 or online at insurewithmario.com, where you can stop by their office in the Tucson Plaza Shopping Center off Lake Mead for a no-obligation insurance quote. Our thanks to Mario Giannini State Farm Insurance for their support of KVXL programming. So again... Uh, this next segment, we're going to take a break, then we're going to come back. The next segment is a little bit different than what we usually do. All right, so let me just let me just pray for you. A friend of mine has decided to try using a matchmaking service to find a spouse. And this idea intrigued me. I don't know about you, but I don't know anyone else who's ever actually used a matchmaker. Like, when I think matchmaker, I think fiddler on the roof. So I wanted to talk with her about this, and yes, like I said, it's going to be a longer segment than we usually do, and it's going to be a lot more personal. But our conversation made me laugh, and in the end, we put a nice little conclusion and ribbon to wrap it all up for you. So bear with us. I hope you will, and I hope you'll even learn something as we discuss this little life adventure. And tomorrow... No, not tomorrow. Next week, we're celebrating our 200th episode, so we're going to be giving away a ton of stuff. 
So, don't leave the radio dial or kvxl101.com because we will be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Frittle Show on KVXL 101.1 FM, Experience Liberty Radio. I've got Courtney. You know what? I don't even know how to pronounce your last name, Courtney. How do you pronounce your last name, Courtney? It's Kirchhoff. Kirchhoff. Kind of like a sneeze. Yeah, like a sneeze, like a Kirchhoff. Oh, okay. Good way to remember it. So basically, Hillary's just been going around talking about you all the time. That's, That's what it is. That's the new conspiracy theory. She's after me. She, I'm sure she is. Um, you you write over at louderwithcrowder.com. You're also a award-winning novelist. And you have a fabulous blog, which is CourtneyKirchhoff.com. It's true. Thank you. You're welcome. I saw, though, that you once upon a time had a... Was it a sailboat? And now the boat is gone? Why is the boat gone? Somebody hit it. So uh, I, lived, I lived on the sailboat for about a year. And may have continued living on it had a power boater decided um, he was going to maybe know what he was doing. And but instead, <laughs> on, on a weekday, I think it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday, way out in the middle of the bay, rather than anchoring his boat somewhere that made sense, he was going to do it right next to mine. Of course. And uh, rammed it, rammed my boat three times. Three and times. A giant hole. Three times there was a witness. I was not on board. Nobody was wow. hurt. But a witness said, yeah, he hit it three times. So he hit it, and then as you do when you panic, you don't think maybe I should stop. You just try to make it better, and he made it worse. So he, oh. he hit it three times. Yeah. I am so, so it sorry. The boat. You know what? It's okay because <laughs> with the insurance money and me selling the boat, I actually made double my money on it. So it, it okay. was a tragedy at the time. but Yes. It, it worked out well, though. A, it turned into a capitalist dream, really. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you usually I, don't make money on an old boat, and I made double my money. So, you know, all that, right. That turned out to be a really fantastic investment for you. Way to go. Way Lemonade. To go. Your, Lemonade. Your financial you. status is such now that you could probably run for president someday because you have mastered the art of making money off of misfortune. So, good job. All yes. right. Yes. So, <laughs> However, I have paid my taxes, and I don't keep any secret email servers, so maybe not. Oh, then no. I think you're out. Then I think yes. you're out. So, and I haven't, I haven't, I don't dye my hair orange either, so that also disqualifies me. <sighs> See, I had so much hope, Courtney. I had so much hope, but uh, Courtney and I were—we met because we were both writing for Stephen Crowder over at Louder with Crowder, which is a fantastic website. I have no problems plugging Stephen. Go to louderwithcrowder.com. Awesome stuff over there. Uh, when I came out here to Vegas, I couldn't continue working on the site, but Courtney is still there and doing great things. So that's how Courtney and I know each other, because I have to tell people this, Courtney, because they're always like, how do you know this person that you had on the radio? I'm like, okay, let me tell you how. So anyway. And we, you tell them the truth. That's so sweet. <laughs> I do. I could make things up. I have done that sometimes, yeah. but generally. Well, there was a street fight. There was a street fight, and um, Batman know, didn't show up. Help holding, <laughs> <laughs> freaking Batman! You know, dude, he's got his new costume, and he just thinks he doesn't have to save damsels in distress anymore. That's right. What's up with that? I don't. I don't yeah. know. And clearly, Batman is single, so he should be working on that. But that's actually what <laughs> I had you on to talk about today, because you have started this this new adventure in your life, which I think is. Is just great because it makes me smile. You are, you are daring to go—not really to go, but to share what very few <laughs> people have shared before. Basically, uh, we'll just cut to the chase. You're single. I'm single. There's lots of single people out there, though the guys seem to be kind of scarce, at least the good ones. But we'll start there because we're we're both single and we have this single thing going on at least at the moment. You know, by the time yes. we talk next, perhaps See, not. So that's the funny thing about being single. I've been single a long time, and I would say uh, 10 plus years. So I'm really good at it. Yes. And as I'm sure anyone who is single and who has been single for any length of time knows, married people treat you as if you have Ebola. (laughs) And 
<laughs> well, they okay, that may be a little bit of a broad generalization. Zika. But overall, Zika. okay, Zika, yes. All right. You, they they treat you as if, like, like being single is an affliction. Yes. And they start offering you treatment advice. <laughs> Usually, the it's first so true. one is, have you, isn't it true? It really like, is. I would have to, even though I want to get married someday, if I if people ask me, "Are you single or married?" I would I would append the statement and say, "I'm single and I like it," you know, mm-hmm. to prevent them from saying things like, "Have you tried online dating?" Yes, as if online dating is the cure to being single. As if you haven't thought of it, you're right. an idiot. Have you thought about online right. dating? Right. And what I love most about that question is 98% of the people who ask it never tried online dating themselves so you're so one of my favorite comeback lines to that one is oh no have you especially if the person is like you know 50 60 year older and they were dating before the internet was invented because clearly you are an expert on this and think that it would work out so well for me you must have personal experience right right they've not seen they've not seen the dead fish photos (laughs) or the um the duck face I asked the guys on Twitter, like, okay, what is what is it that the girls do? Because I know women hate men holding up pictures of dead fish. Mm. What do women do that drive you crazy? And the major answer back was the duck face. Yes. So, ladies with the selfies and the duck faces, stop it. Yes. You know, you're not sea fowl. And I, I, I can't think of any guy who's, you know what I really want in a woman is a woman who can make a puckery duck face so that she can hollow out her cheeks and try to sell herself as thinner than she is. I don't know a guy like that, but yes. maybe he's out there and he's holding a dead fish photo. <laughs> you are meant to be together. All right, so we'll, we'll wade into this conversation gingerly just so we don't shock too many people. But uh, I know you've right. tried online dating. I actually have, too, yeah. to the great amazement of many people out there because they automatically assume that if you have tried it, then clearly you would be married by now. But this is just not the case. And uh, so then, you know, you get past this, this online dating awkward question, and then it goes into other uh, strange and wonderful things that people who may be well-meaning just don't realize how stupid they sound. Things like, <laughs> oh, well, maybe, do you, do you not like children? Do you not want to have a family? Yes, thank you. You really? have I solved have... my world's greatest problem. <laughs> Clearly, yeah, I hate children. I've not gotten that one. So people are asking you, they're assuming that if you're not married, it's because you don't want kids? Yeah. I, I've actually gotten that really? one several times. And I just stand there and you think, should... yes, yep, you know me so well. That is entirely the reason why I am single. Well, see, and that's that what... That gets to the root of the problem that I have with people talking to me about being single is that it's somehow my fault. Mm. That I've clearly done something wrong along the way, and I'm single because because I've made errors. Um, my my favorite one is you're too picky. Yes. From people who don't know me at all, and often the you're too picky one comes from people who have been divorced. I don't sure. know if you've noticed that. Yep. And it's... I want to ask them, who are all of these suitors that I am batting away? Who are these men? <laughs> they are lined up outside down. my door every morning, and I have to fight my way through them with a baseball where? bat just to get yes, to my car. Where are they? Yes. Where are they? It's like they think it's World War Z, and these men are just running after me, and I am shooting them with my gun or something. I, I don't know where they are, you guys. Yes. <laughs> I yes. don't know who, who are all these people that I'm turning down. But... Uh, yeah. That that is the the main issue on that question. But then I also go, well, isn't the idea kind of to be a little bit picky about who you marry? Like, isn't that actually a good thing? Especially if you've reached, I'll just say, our age of being past. You know, I'm a freshman in college. Um, yeah. If you've managed, That's putting it delicately. <laughs> yeah. If you uh, if you're still single, um, it's probably you know you you probably do have some kind of standard. So, if you're if you're okay with being single right now, um, why is it that all of a sudden you should throw all of your standards? Which, by the way, for most single girls at least, and I think this may surprise most people, our standards are not actually that shockingly high um, necessarily no. to begin with. But you like a baseline. Yeah. Is he male? Does he have a pulse? And then like, okay, we'll talk. 
Yeah, and then you know we'll we'll go from there. We'll see if you you know if we share the same values and if we're headed in the same direction in life. But really, it's not like we have this massive list of he cannot snore, he must have brown hair, he may not ever drink Starbucks, he may not... Like, it's not like there's this massive mm-hmm. list of do's and do nots. It's just not there. No, I, I agree with you. And I've, I don't know about you, but I've been going out with people, with men, just because they were single. Sure. To kind of counteract, everyone's like, oh, you're just too picky. Like, okay, well, let's give that a shot. Not only have I not been too picky, I haven't even been particular. Sure. If, if he's if he's single and he's interested, like, yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. That's been my, up till now, my tactic on that. And when people say, oh, you've just been too picky, I'm like, uh-uh, nope, the opposite. Yeah. I've given your theory a chance, and it's wrong, because it turns out needing to have the same values and wanting the same things in life kind of important. Yeah, if just, you if you want to go on, on more than three or four dates, right? Just, or if you you know, if you you know want to, to get married and you know stay married for any length of time. Well, and that's the key: stay married. Yeah, when people are like, "Oh, well, you know, you're just too picky," and like, "Well, let's talk about the divorce rate." Mm-hmm. You guys want to talk about that? Do you think maybe there's a reason that so many people get divorced? Do you think right. they didn't have the conversation of, "Do you want to have kids?" Do you think maybe? How do you want to raise the kids? Do you think that conversation ever came up? Because mm, it doesn't sound like it. Mm-hmm. All these people getting divorced. Right. So so we've waded through this online dating uh, fallacy world. Now we've reached a point, this is where your story comes in. I saw this the other day because I still follow stuff with, uh, with Crowder and with you guys. My buddies over at Louder with Crowder. And I saw, <laughs> I saw that you guys... Uh, or rather that Steven was having you on his show to talk about this new dating experience. And, of course, my antenna went up, and I was like, wait, what is Courtney doing? She has some revolutionary new theory that I need to check out. And sure enough, I go to your website, and there's this whole new single uh, and working not to be single (laughs) episode (laughs) of life that you have begun. So tell us about this. So I hired professional matchmakers. Ding, 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 ding. I just think Fiddler on the Roof. I'm sorry. That's the only thing I can think of is Yenta coming around the corner and (laughs) just singing in your ear. Yeah, because I've had unprofessional matchmakers Mm. give give it their shot. And I've even, I thought recently, okay, the relationships that I've been in. And I put relationships in quotation marks. Um, Everyone, every single one, I've had a team of people getting me into the relationship and then trying to keep me in it. Mm. So this, the only difference now is that I am paying people to do the job for me. Um, yeah, so I thought, okay, well, let's, let's see, because I didn't want to go back to online dating for reasons that we've, we've already explained. Mm-hmm. So and uh, many I, others I thought, that we didn't mention as well. Oh, Right. Yes. Um, one reason that I'll mention now, <laughs> I kind of was like a, a man who has it together, uh, a job, yeah. sure. um, direction. Again, these shocking standards that you hold. These shocking standards. Yeah, I kind of wanted that. So yeah. when I went to talk to the professionals, you know, you have to yeah. pay. Well, and you know what? I should say something before you keep going about the, the professionals, because I do actually have a handful of friends that very successfully uh, use the online dating world, and they are happily married, and they have children, and they're doing great. So it's uh, we're not right. saying that online dating can't work, just it's not necessarily the answer to all of the world's singleness problems. So can, go ahead. Right, and and I would like to say when I was telling a friend that I had hired professional matchmakers, he sagely suggested, "Have you tried meeting someone offline, like in real life?" <laughs> mm-hmm. One thousand one, one thousand two. Wait a minute, get out! That's a thing. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. So, so when you hire matchmakers. I'm not going to say who the company is at this point because they have not yet succeeded. Um, so, <laughs> so there's no in, not, no official endorsement until Courtney is engaged. <laughs> exactly. Until you put the ring on it, nobody is knowing who these people are. Yeah. Um, 
what's nice about hiring professionals is because it's, I'm not going to say how much, it's not cheap. Yeah. So anyone who enters the dating pool for professional matchmakers has a job because they have to pay for it. It's mm-hmm. not cheap. But they also want to get married. That right. is their goal. So right away you've eliminated people who are just starting out in life and think they should get married and maybe should be working on themselves a little bit. Uh, and it's, it's people who want the same thing, which is to get married. We're not, it's not people who are looking to hook up. So that's like, okay, great. Two big check marks on my box are automatically filled out. Um, the, the, the problem is they didn't listen to anything else that I said. So <laughs> we had an hour-long interview when they asked me about myself, mm-hmm. my job. What do you want? What, what, how have your past relationships worked out? What are, you, what are you attracted to? What are you not attracted to? What are some deal breakers? And, I want to get into too personal, but it, yeah. you know, they did ask me what was my ideal body type in a guy, and I said Henry Cavill. She didn't know who that was, so <laughs> okay, I'm going. You're a girl. You like, don't know who Henry Cavill is. One. Let me Google that for you. Yeah, not a good sign. <laughs> Showed him to her, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I guess some people would say that's attractive." Like, yeah, anyone. Mm. Any female like, with well, eyes, at, but okay. You're like, at this point, you were trying to find someone for me. So, really, mm-hmm. Superman right. is basically my ideal. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, for the disclaimer, asterisk, he doesn't have to look like Henry Cavill. I mean, they were asking me for my ideal body type, and that's right. my ideal. Yes. Um, so, would I settle for less? Of course. Come on, there's only one Henry Cavill. But if they found him, and, if, and Henry is out there listening, call me. Just pick up the phone. Yes. And call me. You can, if you and reach if out to us here at kvxl101.com, we can get you Courtney's number. This is not a problem. We have permission to give it yep. out if you are Henry Cavill or his stunt double. Perhaps she would consider you as well. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what, what's funny is they. I, I stay physically active and I stay physically fit. And I told them, sure. if this is this is a deal breaker for me. He needs to be fit. Mm-hmm. Or at least in some kind of shape. I don't really yeah. care how he does well, it. Well, you're basically but... a CrossFit um, junkie. So it's, it's yes. yes. I, I think that's very fair of you in general. I think so. Yeah. So the second, the first date that these people sent me on, he was a nice guy, but... Um, we didn't have a connection. There was it was not a love match. We I don't think we were either one of us were attracted to each other. We didn't have enough in common. So I had a nice time with him, but you know it was like mm, there's nothing here. So let's move on. Yeah. So I told the matchmakers, hey, this is a really nice guy. He has a great job. He's driven. He loves his family. He has ambition. This is great. It's like one of the best dates I've been on. Even though it didn't work out. Yeah. Excellent. I now I trust you guys. Yeah. And then I narrowed down my scope, and I said, you know, he's, he really needs to have the same values as me, um, and that's a Christian conservative, um, Catholic, if you can swing it. Uh, and this is my body type. Like, I like men who are tall and thin to fit. So I've noticed the pattern. Those are the kinds of guys that I like. <laughs> the messmaker responds, okay, well, we'll make sure that he's a Christian Catholic going forward. So they set me up on two more dates. The first one, we'll call him Ed, was nowhere, anywhere close <laughs> to anything that I had asked for. <laughs> and and Ed is not his real name, perfectly fine person, but he. Uh, the reason I call him Ed is because he looks like the principal, Ed Rooney, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, which, mm. again, hey... We all like different types, but <laughs> he specifically said, yes. no, I, I, yes. I don't think I was using an accent at any point in the conversation. And I know in my email. And even if you were speaking I, Spanish, it, was, it, it was not would still be the same thing. It, was, yeah. No. No, no. So I, I get to the date and they had told me beforehand, oh, he's a really good dresser. He's a nice guy. 
Mm. So, you know, where go, go get yourself a summer dress, thaw yourself up a little bit. And so I had done that only to, oh, to find that after rework. Yeah. So I kind of, after that, I, um, I wrote them a letter. I <laughs> just <laughs> said, you have failed. What okay. were you thinking? And I even asked, like, I would really like to know the thought process behind your reasoning here because I'm not saying it. Yeah. You're like, yeah. restore so my I, faith in humanity here. Give me a reason. Yeah, yeah. And, and they essentially said, well, you know, a lot of people, when they come to us, they've been meeting and dating the wrong sorts of people. So we try to shake it up and give it to some people who they've not given a shot. Like, okay, that's that's fine, that's fair, and I can kind of see that. Um, I, if, if I am not physically attracted to somebody, though, I am not going to want to touch them. If I don't want to touch them, I'm not going to want to kiss them. If I don't want to kiss them, All right, well, I, say I'm I, not going to want to make babies with them. Yeah, we, yes, I follow the progression, so it's the physical... Uh, attraction is a is an important element. Yes. So, but you went on it a is. third date. Was this one better? I, did, I they, hope this it was semi better. Semi better. It was semi better because he he didn't. I don't refer to him as a sea walrus post date um, because I am a mean person sometimes and I use names to describe the men that I've dated. But this the the third one. Um, Remember, I told him he needs to be conservative just because yes. it's what I do for a job. It's very important. Right. So the third guy um, is proudly voting for Hillary Clinton. Ooh. As a conservative, that's not that's not going to it's be just, a sign of a long and happy relationship. No. Mm-mm. 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 And I just, I'm like, oh. <laughs> you're, I, you're, I, I could just I picture this. Can, you're sitting there. No <laughs> you're sitting there and be like, this is over. For yeah. It's over. It's well, over. and he had told the matchmakers that he didn't want anyone who was going to vote for Trump. So it was a deal breaker for him that sure. he not date a conservative woman. And for your listeners, I'm, I'm in the Seattle area. It's liberal here. Yeah. So how they couldn't find a... A, a, a girl for this guy who was voting for Hillary Clinton. I don't know. It's um, very blue here. It's it's quite out there politically in the liberal woods. So I don't yes. know how they screwed it up for him either. So it's um, uh, yeah. So that's after that day. Then like, okay, you guys, let's hit the giant reset button. Speaking of Hillary Clinton, yes. And um, and uh, tell me why you're messing with my life. After, why you know? Why did we have the interview? So it's not been going well. Um, but it's still relatively <laughs> early in the process, right? Is there? It's still relatively early in the process. I I wrote them a letter and I told them some more specific personal stuff about me, and this is why attraction matters. And here's my little bit more detail to my dating history. Please don't send me with somebody who makes me want to hurl, and somebody who has my values, basics. I thought. But okay, and I've not heard back from them. Oh no! <laughs> so, so they did say, okay, well, thank you for for letting us know about these details. This 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 helps us, but they've not set me up with anybody after that. Interesting. So I'm thinking the pool has run dry. Oh no! See, I did not know that this was where this conversation was going to go because I was going to put a nice little bow on it and be like, so there you go, all you single people. You know, maybe we can be like Courtney and try a professional matchmaking service. You know, but alas, I, hope, no, I don't know if I'm ready to say that. Yeah, it's like online dating. It's worked for a lot of people. Yeah. So I know people who went through online dating and they're, and they're married. And it's worked for a lot of people. And the professional matchmaking has worked for a lot of people. Yeah. Now, I'm only a few months in. So right. when you sign up with them, it's for the year. So it could be that Mr. Wright signs up and, you know, whenever, and they're like, oh, my gosh, Courtney, we yeah. found a Henry Cavill lookalike. He is, he he wanted to vote for Ted Cruz in the, pri- you know, wanted to vote for Ted Cruz, <laughs> voted for him in the primary. He's everything he's always wanted, you know, just start planning the wedding. And that could happen. That could happen. But 
It could. It could. And Tim Tebow could call you up and say, I'm sorry I've wasted this much time of our lives. Yes. Let's just get married. And you'd be like, all right, let's do it. This could it also happen. happen. I, I keep finding yeah. out that more and more of my friends know people that know him or his family. And I'm going, okay, you guys, help a sister out here. You all say you want me to get married. Well, if you really did, mm, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, before before Crystal gets too riled up I'm here. disappointed in your well, I'm disappointed in your friend. I mean, if they they can't say that they love you mm. and then not help you get what you want. <laughs> I also want a million dollars. So all of you people that are listening that consider yourselves my friends, I can set up a GoFundMe page in about thirty seconds and we can make that happen <laughs> as well. Um but no, or pick one or the other. Yeah, one either way, other. either way, I would take a million dollars if I had to give up the dream of Tim Tebow. I, I would probably be willing to do that. Because see, this my my backup plan. Someone asked me on Twitter. This is the other annoying thing when when you tell people that you're single. Well, are you okay with never getting married? Like, yeah, I'm gonna buy a beach house and I'm gonna continue to be fabulous. So with that million dollars, <laughs> fabulous. With that million dollars, you could buy yourself a beach house somewhere. That actually is in, you know how, ev well, maybe everyone doesn't, but at least I do. You have that plan of if I have a million dollars, this is what I would do with it. Beach house is actually right. one of the top three things on that list. So, um, And I know exactly where I would get it, and I know what I want it to look like. Like It's, it's all planned out in my head. So that's possible. Well, maybe we'll be neighbors never... someday. Yeah. Yeah. See, you have to be prepared for these things because you never know when you're going to have a sudden windfall. That's and right. And the absolute last thing you want when you have right. millions of dollars is to go, oh my gosh, I wish I had planned for this moment. I wish I knew what I could do with this money. Like, I fill out those Taco Bell surveys that come on the back of the receipts. You never know when you might win that $500. You have to have plans for that, too. Oh. You start small, go yeah. big. Yeah. Just be prepared yeah. in life. Um. But I oh, think I think that's just planning ahead. It is. It's really it's in, it's smart because we are smart people. Just because p someone is single does not mean that they don't actually know how to use the brain that God gave them. So, right. um, <laughs> maybe they're using the brain and they're not just kind of going wherever their home would take them. Right. It's just they may not actually be a zombie. It, some of us are. Some single people are, and that's a yeah. But not everyone. They're all online. They are all online. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Taking, they are taking the selfies. They are putting them online. My favorite is the they mirror are... selfies. Like, it's 2016. You don't need the mirror to take a selfie. Seriously. So here's yeah, my in the thing. Bathroom. There's no stigma in wanting to be with somebody else. No. You guys and gals, tell a friend, hey... I'm signing them for online dating. Pause for a second for them to offer you advice. Then say, <laughs> I need you to take photos of me because if you're a guy, you don't want to look like a creepy child molester who might also be a white supremacist. Right. And if you're a girl, you don't want to look like a woman who works on the street with mm -hmm. the duck faces. And you just kind of, hey, could you help me? with my pictures and have them take the photo yeah yep i mean See? i don't simple, know why that's hard simple tips for single people that's really what we're all about today and i thought this was intriguing i wanted to have you on to talk about it because i've never actually like i said i have friends that have done the online dating thing i've never had a friend that's gone the professional matchmaker route wanted to just kind of make people aware of that option because i do have a lot of friends that are single and a lot of single people listen to that sh this show and you know i'm single so i wanted to hear about your experience to see if it was something i wanted to look into but i think you know i'm just gonna wait and see how it works out for you and then and then i'll <laughs> consider it <laughs> but um i know you've been here for a while can i keep you a little bit longer sure all right so let's talk about changing topics completely um, there was no nice transition. Somebody was complimenting me the other day on my nice transition between topics. <laughs> this is not one okay. of those moments. Um, the Washington Post. There are worse things. There, there, there are, are worse, worse things than good transitions. It's true. Like, um, I, and you know what? You can add that to your dating profile. Mm. I make great conversation segues. Yes. Excellent. Stellar. Right next to your Stellar conversation selfie. segues. <laughs> 
all right. So uh, we were actually talking about this before we came on the air. Uh, Apparently, New York City already has a law of this nature. But according to the Washington Post, the state of Massachusetts is now making it a law that if you refuse to use a transgender person's preferred pronoun, that is now punishable discrimination. Um, At least this is true of he or she. But, uh, so if you don't use their preferred pronoun, you could be fined upwards of $2,500 or experience a year in jail or both. So, first question for you, Courtney. Um, At what point are we no longer able to say, I did not know that this individual's preferred pronoun was he because he appears to be she? I see that's the thing. Um, like, how do you if, enforce this law? Well, how do you enforce it? And there are some, oh, this is mean. I'm sorry. Trigger warning meanness. There are some people you don't even know already. You're like, yes. No, that's true. I'm sorry. It's I'm not sorry. mean. It's, it's are true. Are you a guy? Are you a girl? Because I mean, there are some people like if you're with friends and you're being super judgmental while you're drinking your coffee, and mm. you're looking at them, you're like, I don't know what it is. I don't know. Is that a guy or is that a girl? And then you start. Yeah. It, so how, how do you address that person? I don't know. Yeah. And you can't just go up to somebody and say, "What's your preferred gender pronoun?" Right. Because what if they're right. totally proud of being a girl and you just insulted them? Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And and how you can't ask them. Because, one, that's just incredibly rude because, as you're saying, there are some girls that, you know, may not look the most feminine, but they are very much confident in their femininity. Um, but yeah. you may not know that. So you, you don't walk up to someone and say, excuse me, would you like to be, how, what is your preferred gender pronoun? No. So, like, what what is supposed to happen? Are you supposed to wear a sign? Like, are we going to get bandanas if you're wearing a polka dot bandana you prefer he and if you're wearing a striped bandana you prefer she like wh- and i notice i stayed away from pink and blue because that would just be too stereotypical triggering yes it's triggering mm-hmm. yeah yeah so i see i see what you're going to do for your next gofundme is mm. that yes that's your new that's your new business venture and then when people ask you what you do you could say not only am i super fabulous in my day job but at night i make things for people who have a gender that is not what they were given at birth and so they signify it with bandanas Mm. this is to help you i will help solve world problems you people of massachusetts you will thank me i will save you from but seriously a year in jail because you accidentally like you assume this person is a she and call them a he or vice versa and Officer, he called me a he. What? Seriously, the police officer is going to arrest you and put you in jail for a year? Come on. Here's another. Here's another question that I want a liberal to answer. How is this going to improve transgender to cisgender relations, or relations of any people anywhere on any planet or universe? Like it just. How? I mean, are we going to start suing people and imprisoning them for rudeness? Excuse me. Yes. Um, no. We have this thing in this country. I know some people don't know about it. It's called the First <laughs> Amendment. <laughs> it's, it's your right to free speech. You know, so you're, you should be allowed to say whatever you want to say and not get legal slappings for it. Yeah. So if, if I say, Crystal, you know, that shirt that you're wearing, it makes me think that you're a transgendered person. Do you want me to call you sir now? Mm. I, I should be able to say that. And you can go, Courtney, you know, that was really rude. I'm going to unfollow you on Twitter, but first I'm going to spam you. <laughs> I mean, I'm going you- to create a profile of a fake person. I've found using your... Using an egg. <laughs> using an egg. <laughs> I'm going to spam you now. And you know what? That should be as far as it goes. But for you to get on the phone and call the speech police and say, she called me a dude because I'm wearing a Broncos jersey, then um, no. We've gone over the edge. Okay, you know what? You don't it's, even have to call me a dude. Over. If you mock my Broncos jersey, you know what? I'm pretty sure we can make a law in Colorado. I think they would go for it. Mockery of Broncos jerseys is 
punishable by imprisonment of up to five years or death. Like, I, I think that would probably be a oh, thing oh, in and Denver. they would go for it. Hey, they would go for yeah. it in Seattle, too. Pro- <laughs> I mean, it is. Probably. <laughs> it I mean, is. yeah. Yeah, Seattle is serious about its football. Yes, yes. I don't know what it's like in Denver, but it, I, it's, it's probably it's, the same. It's amazing. It's probably yeah. the same. Wait, are you a Seahawks fan? Yes. All right, because an egg profile is just about to be created. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be I'll be sure to send you some Super Bowl Forty Eight gifts then mm. to the egg profile. Yes, the egg sure. profile will be reporting you for abuse. <laughs> <laughs> just so you know, just so you know, in Super Bowl Fifty, I was cheering on the Broncos though. All right, see, because you've mostly almost because I made wanted up to see it. Cam Newton lose. I wanted to watch Cam Newton lose because he's such a poor loser. Mm. But, like, well, I would prefer the Broncos win over the Panthers. So I cheered for you guys. Well, and everyone I was around, even though we were all Seahawks fans, we were all cheering for the Broncos. Well, thank you. And honestly, if it had we been the Seahawks be we can be against pretty much anyone else in that Super Bowl, I probably would have cheered for you guys because I do like Russell Wilson. I think he's a class act, and I, I like seeing him succeed. Some other players on your yeah. team, not so much. But Russell Wilson, I really admire. Um, we all have, speaking of eggs, we yes. all have some bad eggs. But, yeah, Russell Wilson, is he's a good guy. He's yeah. probably, he'd be listening to us and going, you guys, let's pray. And I'd go, mm. <laughs> And then he'd say, you know what, <laughs> really? I think I even have some single friends. Can you, when can we yeah. set that up? Yeah. Yeah. That's how he strikes me. It's just a, a nice, good Christian guy yeah. that is not... Yeah. Um, yeah, he loves football, but his priorities in life are right. And I really appreciate that. I think that Drew Brees is another uh, quarterback that I really respect. There aren't a lot of people in the NFL that I look at and say, I really respect that person. Um, but Russell right. Wilson is one of them. So anyway, yeah, no idea how we got there. But um, I, don't I don't know. know. We, we, just to see if I can follow the breadcrumbs here. Yeah. I don't remember. It's it, oh, 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 that hate speech. Hate the Jersey speech hate speech. Yes. 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 Anyway, I, actually, I think we, we reached a good place that we could actually wrap this up if we wanted to. Do we want to, though? Sure. Do we really want this I to mean, be that's, over? That's, that's, I, I, it's not ever going to be if we're going to continue to be single and people continue <laughs> to say stupid things, which they will. There's nothing that I've not heard anything original other than what you said well, do you not want to have kids? Like, I've not heard that one. Yeah, no, I've, I've legit is, gotten that. I, um, I've i heard everything. You're picky. Looks don't matter. Um, mm-hmm. You need to just get out there. That's mm-hmm. another favorite one of mine that we didn't discuss. Yes. You're not getting enough exposure, Crystal. Mm, the right guy's out not. there. He just doesn't. He just doesn't. He just doesn't know it. Yeah. Goes, yeah, I'm on a radio show, but yeah, right. I'm off. I'm off. I'm a hermit. I don't go anywhere. I do not let anyone know that I exist, ever. It's my preferred way of living. I do all of my shopping on Amazon. They bring the food right to my door. <laughs> I don't have to talk to anybody. I never get in my car and go anywhere. No. Yeah. No, I, I work from my basement. It's really great. <laughs> um. As do all the guys on my <laughs> Sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I know that the girls are just as bad. It's I true. Do. I know this. It's true. We just, we're, just, we're just looking at the men folk going, you guys, you guys. Then again, what's nice about, I'll bring it back, what's nice about the um, having personal matchmakers is that you don't know if the guy you're going out with thinks it's a good idea to post a picture of himself in his bathroom with the toilet seat up. I don't know. I don't know if he's been fishing and has taken selfies with the fish. Right. I don't know these things. Yes. Um, the other problem with online dating is is when you read the profile, they've used the wrong version of their oh. or, or your. Or they don't capitalize their I. Oh. You read that, you're like, I can't get past this. Or they're I using get past this. text abbreviations. There's there's zero reason for this. You're You're not texting. <laughs> You're not texting. No, Stop I, it. I, I know. Or cuz? Oh. C-U-Z? What kind of creation is that? Like, it's such a... No. 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 No with the cuz. Yeah, but the I, I have to say, though, about the fish picture thing, 
I think it does yeah. make a difference. Like if you're posing with a swordfish, yeah, you know what? That's kind of cool. But you know, if you just caught like a little sunny out of Grandpa's pond, yeah. not not impressive. Not not yeah. impressive. I mean, yes, okay. it was probably fun for you and your three-year-old nephew, but right. not not see, not a good thing. profile picture. The people online need to know their audience, and yes. I think girls like to send the duck face selfies to each other, mm-hmm. and guys like to send the fish photos to each other. Yeah, but, but that's not, not your target audience, right? It's not sure. your target audience, so you need to run it by a sister or um, a friend who's of the opposite sex and go, hey, did you date me? And if they look at your pictures and have to run to the bathroom so that they could throw up, probably that's a no. Mm. Probably a no. Yeah. Uh, and it's not just, yeah, and it's not just the pictures. It's, could you run spell check maybe? <laughs> or <laughs> capitalize your eyes. So, yeah, so when you meet someone in real life on a blind date, you don't know if it is. You're not sure yeah. if they know when to use Y-O-U-R and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. Like, are they using it correctly? You don't know how they're spelling it in their head. Right. But, and that can be, it's really hard to get past that online dating in combination with, you know, the photo selection that we've already mentioned yes. many times. Because many times. that's how much we hate those photos. <laughs> All right. It's a lot. I- <laughs> I have to wrap it up now because I literally am coming up to the end of the show and uh, I've got parents driving with their children going, are they are they going to talk about dating the entire time? So let me just wrap it up with this. Kids, if you're under the age of 12, 16, 18, don't, don't worry about this. Just listen to mom and dad. They know what they're talking about. They've done this before. For those of you that are beyond that stage and still single, don't give up hope and don't don't think that you have to uh, live in a miserable state if you're not married. Enjoy the place that you're in, that God has you in right now, and then see what the future brings. But don't don't waste your life away and post bathroom or duck face selfies. Just don't do that. Just enjoy where you're at and trust God with the rest of it. If, you, if there's Mr. Wonderful out there, if Superman is coming for Courtney, then Superman is going to come for Courtney and there's nothing anybody can do to stop it. But if not, you know sure. what? Courtney will survive, and so will you. So mm-hmm. it's all good. Don't get discouraged, guys. Courtney, thank you for being here. I appreciate it. This has been really a fun conversation for me. Not sure about our audience. Hopefully they enjoyed it as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, they don't, it's probably because they posted the bathroom mirror selfies. That, and going, Uh-oh. Could be. Could be. Uh-oh. We may have just caused some serious conviction, but that's that can only be a good thing, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. Thanks, Courtney, everyone. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow, same time, same place, kvxl101.com. Have a great day.